and welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Today, we are here with a couple of my friends. I, I feel generous in saying that these are my friends. I've only met them once, but a couple of my friends, Alex and Dreamy, who have cosplayed revolutionary girl Utena characters, Utena and Anthe. We met at MechaCon last year, kind of. It wasn't really like a real introduction, but I did technically meet them. And then this year we met like for real and I wanted to have them come on the show. So Alex and Dreamy, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing really well. Thank you so much for inviting us. Yeah, same. This is so cool. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you guys on. And first, we will start off by asking you... Like, what's your history with Revolutionary Girl Utena as a series? Okay. So, um, I guess I'll start. It's me, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started watching Revolutionary Girl Utena, I believe, two years ago, I want to say. Um, probably, I think it was, yeah, Christmas of 2016. 16, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and, one, I had always heard about the series, like either through the cosplay community or just through anime watching community in general. And um, I really loved the character designs and how regal and beautiful they all looked. They were very um, Rosa Versailles-esque. So oh, definitely. that totally attracted me to it to begin with. And then I heard that it was similar to um, Neon Genesis Evangelion in a way. And that attracted to me to it even more because that's my favorite anime of all time. So that's how we got into it. I guess me. Yeah, uh, you guys both uh, also cosplay some Evangelion characters, don't you? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I usually do Asuka, and I've done Coward before as well. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Uh, let's see. Um, I usually do Ray, but I've done um, Shinji a few times. Yeah. We did twice. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice, nice. We did Kauru and Asuka like once or twice, I think. I mean, no, no. Kauru and Shinji once Shinji. or twice. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, uh, Alice and I are both big fans of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Alex and Dreamy, which characters specifically do you each cosplay? And another question: Do you feel like that has a do you feel like you connect with these characters or were these just the characters that you wanted to cosplay? Oh, Al, you would like me to go first, Alex? All right. All right. It's dreamy. Uh, so I cosplay Anthe. Um, let's see. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Uh, do I like relate to her? That's or? fine. Uh, do, yeah. Do you feel like you like connect with Anthe in particular in a certain way? Or did you just decide that you guys wanted to do like a couple cosplay? It's a little bit of both. Um, I really love her design. Um, I love her color scheme. Um, I'd say I do sort of um, like connect with her, feel her a little bit. Just because I always love that um, archetype of character where she's very mysterious and she just has a lot going on. Um, yeah, I'd say it's a little bit of both for me, just because she's also like reserved and, you know, quiet, but a little cryptic. So, uh. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. And Alex? Yeah, um, so it's pretty much the same for me. I 
always have gravitated towards characters who were princely and who were, you know, girl characters who were liked by all the other girls in school. Like, the typical archetype. You know, um, Haruka Tenno was, like, my favorite character growing up. I wanted to be just <laughs> like her. So, um... Alice, that Sailor Uranus. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Clearly, I'm Alice too into just it. Isn't it. Alice likes Sailor Moon, but she's not as into Sailor Moon as, say, like, I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I haven't you. watched it in a long time, except for a single episode of Crystal. Mm, yeah, most of us haven't. I want to get back on rewatching it. But, and the um, last time I watched it, it was, like, the really old bad dub, apparently. Oh, yeah, where they're cousins. We don't speak of the deep <laughs> dub here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um... But yeah, so I relate to characters like that a lot, and especially when it comes to gender and just like not caring about how you present yourself to other people and how it's perceived. I really relate to that a lot with Utena, and she's not my favorite character, but I do love her design a lot. uh, That was another question that I wanted to ask you guys. Who is your favorite character from the series? Uh, For me, that would definitely be... Mystery Arisugawa. <laughs> I I love a tragic lesbian. What can I say? <laughs> uh let's see. I don't I don't know. I I love like all of them really. I mean, you know, give or take a few. Um <laughs> <laughs> You like Wakaba a lot. Yeah, I love Wakaba. I love Choo Choo. Choo Choo's probably just gonna be my neutral answer for like everything. Like he's just he's the best boy. He's <laughs> <laughs> the most uh, innocent of them all. The best boy in the anime. Yes. <laughs> the only good boy, I would probably yes. say. <laughs> See, yeah, I used to good. think that, and then I saw the old version, the old um, musical. Oh, no, we don't. Okay, so, um, Alex and Dreamy, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, a long time ago, I think it was in, like, the 90s, so I guess not that long ago, but long-ish ago, there was a there was a revolutionary girl Utena stage musical. I've definitely heard about it and Alice I really want to watch watched. it. <laughs> and it has okay, so you may or may not know, but like in the early stage productions of Peter Pan for the Nana character, the dog, they had like a man in a strange dog. Oh suit. no! <laughs> if you can imagine, Choo Choo. Oh no! For this, it's bad. Musical, it's so bad. They had a person in a horrific Choo Choo costume. God, I wish oh, that was horrible, and it's nightmare fuel, and. It, it's absolutely bizarre. They've done a new musical that is extremely oh, yeah. good, actually, oh, yeah. and it does not feature Choo Choo, which is unfortunate, but it Aww. also means that it does not feature some sort of Choo Choo costume. <laughs> so wait, did they, like, feed him lines, too? Did he say, like, Choo Choo, but in a man voice? I don't think he voice? said anything. I think he just ran around stage. I, I tried really hard to never think about it again, so I oh, don't no. know. I'm so sorry. I know, I apologize. Real quick here, I'm gonna look up a picture, and I'm gonna send it to you guys so that you can see it oh my goodness i'm not prepared because it's very it's very not good disturbing 
cryptic. God, I wish that were me. Okay, I just... Oh, boy. I oh, just no. put a link in the Discord chat, and it'll be, like, the first picture on the page. Oh, oh my god, I'm so scared it's loading. I know, your loading is, like, more anticipation. There are other pictures from the musical on that page, but the first picture <laughs> has Choo-Choo in it. Oh, it could be worse. It's still it kind of could, bad. It could, but also I hate it. <laughs> it's, oh. It reminds me of... Disneyland Dumbo costume. Oh my goodness. But, um, oh man. I'll get them started. <laughs> oh on that. my gosh. This is, it's just as bad as I remember it being. <laughs> uh, and they didn't give Utena pink hair. She just had like, I forgot like, that. Black hair. Oh and, wow. Uh, it's yeah. so bad. Very Especially low effort. when you think about the new musical where like the wigs are like, Honestly, the new musical, I don't, you guys may not have seen it yet. Um, our friends over at Empty Movement, which is a, an Utena fan site that's been going on since the 90s, have been putting up a stream of the new musical lately. And they've had a few showings this, actually this past weekend that we're recording, which is going to be a long while ago before we actually release this episode because mm-hmm. I'm moving soon. So we're putting a bunch of episodes in the bank. But, uh, in comparison to the new musical, this one just looks so bad. Oh no, of course. <laughs> I mean, like, I've I've seen cosplay that looks better than some of these costumes. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, wow, I didn't know they they've been up since the '90s. Empty Movement. That's kind of crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they started. Yeah, they've been up since the 90s. I don't know exactly what year, but, like, definitely 90s. We've actually had them on our show several times. Yeah, I listened to those the, episodes. The mods of that uh, it is, website. It is always an adventure. <laughs> I've, yeah, Yasha and Gio are a hoot. <laughs> I've um, definitely seen, like, some of the images they've been posting on their Twitter. I do follow them. And, yeah, the wigs and the costumes are really on point. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, they're so good. Yeah, 90s 90s musical Utena, nah. But like this one for sure, they really amped it up and I really love the wigs. Like I just oh my god, I I'm really bad at wigs myself. So seeing a really nicely styled wig just oh. Oh yeah. I love it. They went all out. Don't they have like so pages good. dedicated to the wigs like in the little like uh like the program or um, something like that. I feel like I've seen images. They just have a whole spread dedicated to showing the wigs. Like, look how beautiful they should. Our wigs are. <laughs> yeah, they're just. It's so impressive. Like, especially like, just everything about this new musical. It's almost like these characters literally walked off of the page and came into real life. Oh, like, yeah. they have like the body language down. Like, especially you guys said like. Uh, one of you said that you're fans. Uh, you're a fan of Jury. Yeah. Jury in particular, the actress that plays Jury is just like she has like Jury's body language like on point, and she just looks. She just looks so good. She just is Jury, and like it's just honestly, it's incredible. I don't know how many times I'm just gonna like spend. <laughs> valuable episode time talking about the musical (laughs) but honestly like if you are listening to this and you have not watched it you need to watch it it is better than you could possibly hope for for an anime musical oh let me write that on my to-do list because that's definitely a must (laughs) seriously it's so good like i can't i can't oversell the musical because it is so good it's definitely worth the watch 
especially like I don't know if you guys are fans of um, Naname, but Naname yeah. is one of my favorite characters, <laughs> and Naname also in particular, like the actress that plays her, is just like phenomenal. Oh wow, oh, that's so good. I was we've been um well I've mainly been rewatching um, Utena as of late, and I like to think of myself as an Anami fan as well. But I just got to the episode where she um, was trying to impress her older brother, of course, throughout the entire episode. And they were giving flashbacks of his birthday party whenever they were younger. Oh, no. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe I don't stand her that hard. Oh, but <laughs> we just try to pretend that she didn't definitely kill a cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we don't talk about it. Just like Choo Choo from the 90s. I had forgotten she did that, but... We just pretend that this didn't happen for now that, sake. Now that I remember, I'm never going to be able to forget that she did that. I forgot that yeah, it happened, we, too. Uh, we had a, that was a pretty heavy moment when we were actually going through the episodes and we got mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you forget because, it. like... You actually really begin to love her, especially after her goofy episodes. But whenever you look back at that, it's like, wow, she really did that. Like, she (laughs) did that. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) But but we love. We love her. It was just. Oh, jeez. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I but, okay, go so you've been rewatching version. the series lately. I get, I don't know how much you got through, but like, do either of you have like a favorite arc of the show? Because there's like, quote unquote, like three or four sort of distinct seasons of yeah. the show. So yeah, I would say so. Um, I definitely am a big fan of the Black Rose arc, but also just the um student council arc where they're just going through individually at the beginning i really enjoyed that because i love seeing Mm. each person's perspectives and each character's um backstory get fleshed out yeah Um, there's there's a there's a charm to the original arc the first arc that it doesn't quite go away but you don't quite get the same full force as you do in that first arc again yeah, that's true. But also, I feel as though um, once you get past that arc and you get past Nanami's arc, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of really intense from there on out. Like, it gets more and more intense mm-hmm. as the series goes on because then you have the Black Rose arc and in and of itself is pretty intense. But then also, of course, whenever we get to Akio and learn his intentions, it's, whoa. It, mm-hmm. it gets deep. Yeah, anything with Akio is going to just be intense by default. Because yeah. he's a messy bitch who loves drama. <laughs> he's a <laughs> sinful Judas. man. A guilt guy, oh, if you no. will. He is, a, he is a horrible man. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. We can agree that he's worse boy. For sure. Yes. Oh my he, uh, Akio, you know, Gio, I don't care if you're listening. Akio is worse boy and I won't deny it. <laughs> I mean, yes. he's beautiful, but he he's just the worst boy. Let's mm-hmm. be real. Actually, I think Gio would probably agree with me that Akio is worst boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. I didn't know as many people liked Black Rose arc because I guess like through some of my interaction with Utsuna fandom, I had gotten this impression that not a lot of people necessarily liked Black Rose arc. But I'm really glad to hear that people do because like... I think Black Rose arc is pretty cool. Like, it seems like it could, like, 
it almost seems like filler not because it is but because like people mm-hmm. tend to think of filler as stuff that includes background characters for the most part and not necessarily the main characters mm-hmm. but like black rose arc does such a good job at developing the rest of the cast in a way that ne- like the first arc and like the last bit of the show don't necessarily do yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like most people probably would say they don't like the black rose arc because like half of the characters don't ever really get shown again like mikage and um your boy what's his name the um the one that looks like akio (laughs) oh um on the show we called him mama mia but i think (laughs) that's what we called him i was trying i was trying to remember what dumb name i gave him yeah, we called him Mamma Mia because that was more fun to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I kept forgetting. Everybody who wasn't in a student council, I kept forgetting their names. Oh, I feel So yeah. I would give them new names. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I gave what I, I, even, I still don't remember his name. The the, the boy follows um, Naname around. Um, yes. Wait, what's his name? Yes. Yeah, Suwabuki. Oh, we love him. I can still hear her saying it too in that t- same I, tone of voice. I think I had like four or five different names I just gave him. <laughs> oh, it's all his first or his uh his name is Mitsuru Suwabuki because yeah, I hear Naname in my brain going Mitsuru because I watched <laughs> the English dub like a Oh. Yeah, see in the um yeah, in the sub, which I'm sure you've probably watched too. It's, yeah, I've watched some of the sub. Yeah, she just snaps her finger. She goes Suabuki because yeah. you know they all they all address each other by their last names. So yeah, yeah. So his um, name is Subaru. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Also valid. Yes. Have you guys watched any of the English dub? That's just uh, something of interest to me. I've seen like tiny bits and pieces scenes we've seen scenes I like little say. clips of what they've been saying but i haven't actively i know out. that it's not as good as the original japanese audio which is fair but misty from pokemon voices utana so i kind of have oh, to oh, that's so she, misty and jesse from pokemon it was the same voice actor that's so oh. funny. Oh my god. Oh my god, I have to watch it now. I like watching dubs, especially when they're like kind of bad. I really <clears> Alice, <throat> we met her. We did. Ooh. We met her at uh was that anime or no, that was uh Mobile Bay Anime Fest, I think. I'm about to say I don't remember what it was called. I just It was Mobile It was definitely in Alabama. I'm pretty sure it was Mobile Bay Anime Fest is what it was called. But yeah, uh Utena, the dub voice of Utena was there and we met her and she was very nice. That's, That's so cool. I'm so glad you got to meet her. Yeah. What a blessing. Very very worth it. Yeah, I I actually like the Black Arc is again my favorite because um like on one hand it's kind of cool to see them like use background characters to give us even more of a view of the characters we already know mm-hmm. but it's also really cool because i just love i don't know why i just love the conceit whereas in the first one you just get the individual challenges and in the second one you get this sort of like where they each have to go into the confessional Mm-hmm. Elevator. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the elevator know, of Doom. The, the yeah, one that Mikagi, I hate oh so my much. God. 
I just yeah. t- I hate it because I hate the way that they say deeper. deeper. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's I hate it. <laughs> See, that's that's when it starts getting cryptic, which is why I really enjoy it. It's because that's whenever it starts like going into that territory yeah. of like well, Evangelion-esque, you know, like really, yep. really creepy well, and they weird. were like given bits and pieces of it too and just the regular uh I guess they're also filler episodes. I like the episodes where they just kind of like I don't know, like, I like the episode when, like, um, Utena and Anthe, like, switch bodies, and then, like, oh, they yeah, have to get the curry and the, the secret spice. I love any episode <laughs> where something horrible happens to Naname, which is basically every Naname-focused <laughs> Yes, episode. and the cow. I Who love could forget episodes. cow, Nanami? I love episodes like that, and, like, there'd be bits and pieces of it where, like, there'd be a little bit of, like, cryptic, like, inserts into it, like, whether that be coming from Anthe or, like, Smiling. Just, yeah, or just, um... Uh, the two girls, the shadow girls. Yeah. I don't know what their, their like, official titles are. Aiko and Biko. Yes! Their names are Aiko and Biko. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. Ah! But yeah, 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 Alice and I are actually planning on, uh, on our year two podcast birthday coming up in October, we're going to get, uh... Each of us is going to get a shadow girl tattoo, and I'm very excited about it. <gasps> that's oh my so god, that's sweet. so awesome! Aww. Are you guys gonna post pictures on Twitter like immediately? A hundred percent. Definitely. I'm Retweet. a slut for social media. We are definitely gonna post those pictures. I'm yes. I'm retweeting it right now. In the future. <laughs> like in the future, I'm retweeting it. I just want to let you know. That's awesome. I know. Creative. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, so, like, how long did it take you guys to make your cosplays? Because your cosplays looked really good. I didn't get, you guys didn't do <laughs> and Anthony this year, but I remember last year, like, you guys looked really good. How long did it take you to do all that? <laughs> Thank also, you so much. Also, like, do y'all have any, like, what does your creative process look like when you're going, when you're going to do something new? Is it kind of different every time, or do you have, like, certain steps you can go go through as you put together a new cosplay i've always well, been curious about that okay yeah um we have this app called the Cosplanner app and it's basically um just an app that we cosplayers use to easily organize our cost plans and just to figure out like what materials we need um our budget sometimes you know a, a lot of us don't like looking at the budget but uh <laughs> yeah um we we like put reference pictures on there and sometimes we print out reference pictures Jill and yeah. I at least because it's easier to see in person whenever you're looking oh, yeah. at it and then looking at what um mm-hmm. what you're gonna do with the fabric well that's part of the planning process and that's like the first major step you want to take is when you figure out what character you want to do um just researching every part of that character part of their uh their attire mm-hmm. and everything like breaking it down i personally have to like draw them like i have to draw like just even like a like a mannequin-esque body and like drawing out the uh outfit that they're wearing and uh then from there look at a resource of tutorials i might have or might not have and then gather yeah. my images and no i could i could, I could see drawing actually that, that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. that's what works for me at least and luckily um they actually have some really good official art of all of the characters like front way back way from the side like oh, the yeah the official art is really good i feel like ikuhara mm-hmm. did a really good job like providing that for us cosplayers <laughs> but um yeah so our our cosplays, to answer your question, Panda, 
it we we were laughing whenever you were asking that under our breath because it probably only took us i would say a week and a half to two weeks i don't exactly remember it was all a blur because we were con crunching like we do every single year for MechaCon, and it was insane what i don't I'm still in shock that we actually pulled that out before the convention. <laughs> Me too. Oh, uh, yeah. Preparing for conventions is a, a test of will. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were we were both, like, sitting in um, Jill's parents' attic. Well, second room. I mean, second floor, technically. And we were... Like crying and like just oh, okay, sitting. I'm done. Yeah, sitting <laughs> over our costumes. Like I was sewing buttonholes while Jill was styling their anthe wig, and we were all we were just like sitting there, just like shaking, like hyperventilating uh, a little bit. Just like we're gonna get it done. It's okay. Do we're it. almost there for those girls only. Yeah, for Anthe and Utena only. Yeah, they we'll, have to arrive. But we were wor- we're working on adjusting our habits actually. Um, because we did the same thing. Well, I did the same thing this year, except ten times worse. I was literally working on one of my cosplays at MechaCon in the hotel room, which I never thought I would ever do. Oh my god. So, it changes so, you. So we're working on um, modifying that type of behavior. But that being said, <laughs> I was really proud of us after we worked on Anthony and Utena because we did get it done before the convention. And I was I was really proud of how they turned out, actually. Yeah. The only thing I kind of, just in my regard, because um, Anthony's uh, costume is a lot different than Utena's, even though they do have similar colors and that sort of thing, elements. But um, one thing I do regret and I do regret any time I do con crunch and, like, have to spit out a costume in less than a week is the functionality. Um, I had a lot of different ideas on what to do with Anthe's dress. I ended up making it, like, a two-piece. Like, the skirt was one piece and then, well, not even technically. It was a petticoat and another petticoat with some fabric sewn onto it, the red, and then uh, the top. And it just was not as functional as I thought it would be because I had to, I was holding on by safety pins, like just trying to keep the skirt from falling. Um, same thing happened with another costume I made for MechaCon this year, um, crunching it out. It's just sometimes the functionality will like kind of falter um, and, yeah. uh, and sacrifice for getting it done on time. So any cosplayers uh, who are listening, uh, whether you're doing Utena or anything, don't ever con crunch. Please plan ahead and um, just brainstorm everything you can to make sure your costume's also functional as well as that it looks good. That's my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I can I can imagine having to wear something for several hours in a day and it not being very functional oh, is yes. not very oh fun. Yeah, oh, I yes. mean, even with mine, like I like to think I made. Utena pretty functional, but as far as the little um, ruffles <coughs> underneath her uniform top, it was sliding all over the place because I um, sewed Ooh. the ruffles onto an elastic band to just keep around my waist. But I have a muffin top, and I just, it was all over the place. It was sliding up and down, up and down my stomach. So it was a mess the whole day. I was adjusting myself and adjusting the shorts to pull down my thick thighs. So, you know, we we had a time. (laughs) We had a time. 
But it was still a good time nonetheless. Yeah, still a good time. And I really enjoyed meeting you guys too. I know. It was so good. Yeah. Um, did you guys get a lot of good reactions when you uh busted out the Anthe and Utsuna cosplay? <laughs> I know that uh Utsuna is sort of a series where either you like would ride or die for it or you've only ever heard of it vaguely in yes. the distance from your queer forefathers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we I think I was surprised at how many people actually knew who we were because I didn't I don't know. I was just assuming, I guess, whenever I was going in, like, I don't think anybody here seen or even heard of Utena because even if they have, like, they don't, nobody ever cosplays it. Nobody ever talks about it around me. And I had only heard about it through the internet. So I didn't think the Louisiana, like, cosplay community or, like, anime loving community would even know who we were. But so many people stopped us and were like, oh my God. Thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you for cosplaying this because we love it. And actually, like, I got yelled at across the hall from one of my favorite cosplayers ever who was a guest at Megacon last year. Um, her name's Jenny and her at on Instagram is most flogged. She is like a huge inspiration for me for all her costumes, like specifically JoJo's costumes. But she's also cosplayed um, Utena before as well. And across the hallway, while we were sitting down resting at one point, she yelled at us, I like your Utena costumes. And I was like, thank you. I follow you on Instagram. And it was one of my favorite moments from the convention, hands down. Oh, man, that is that is amazing. Tell them about um, the time when we were taking doing our shoot and taking pictures. The uh, person who like was at the park and... I don't want to get too oh, much away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. If we're derailing, please let us know. Not but all. no, this is just we're just here to chat. We're totally cool. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we actually did a photo shoot um in January of this year at City Park in New Orleans, and we did it under this little structure called the Parthenon. And it's got, like, these really regal-looking um, tall white beams. And it's, like, it looks like a little coliseum, a little mini coliseum. And um, we shot some pictures there for, um, just for fun, and to put on all over our social medias. And um, one of the park goers stopped us while we were taking pictures and was like, Oh my god, I love Utena! Like, it was so cool, just seeing somebody who i would classify as a normie just walk up <laughs> a local just, just walk up and be like me and my sister love utena like they i think they, they, they actually cosplayed them too like they cosplayed anthe and utena and i thought that was really cool because it was like oh my it's god just out of nowhere like i didn't expect someone to come up in the middle of like the city new orleans city park at probably like uh 10 or 11 a.m yeah on like a <laughs> Sunday or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. It was fake. That is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it just goes to show, like, even though, um, at, at least down here from my experience, people don't really ever mention Utena that much. Once you get a conversation started, everybody, everybody loves Utena. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, it's like a almost like a bat signal but it's like the rose crest and everybody can see it in their hearts and they just know that they need to get to wherever the Utena conversation is happening yeah pretty accurate actually (laughs) yep 
Also, uh, I would like to mention that, Dreamy, I know that you have drawn uh, a couple of Utena and Anthe stickers that I actually have but have not stuck on anything oh, yet yeah. that are very cute. And you have an Etsy. Are they on Etsy where people can buy them? They are on Etsy. I need to reopen my shop, but they are available. Those are probably the most readily available um, items that I have to send out. It'll probably so. be open by the time this episode oh, yeah. gets up. Yeah, it's gonna be a couple of weeks before we put this up, so you got time. All right, cool. But yep, they they are still up there. There's plenty of them, so if you need to stock up, they're very cute. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you need to stock up on uh, the girls. They were printed by a really nice sticker company. Oh, did you mention the name of the store? Oh, Oh, my store. Your store. Oh yeah. Important. All right. Uh, it's um Shystrail on um Etsy. It's pretty much my same handle for Twitter. Um instagram you want to spell it out yeah um, s-h-y-s-t-r-a-i-l on etsy um it should pop up so yeah i think i also have a uh a julian from animal crossing charm that you did ah yes he's my favorite villager also a prince he's my favorite villager too (laughs) i know i keep i only really check my town every now and then just to make sure he's still there He's my most prized gotta villager. Make sure the boy hasn't left. Yes, <laughs> that's uh. that's me with Meringue and Diana. I love those two. You got lucky. God, with yours. Yeah, oh, I love Meringue. Meringue is so cute. She's mm-hmm. my top favorite. She's my number one. <laughs> I love that girl. <laughs> I love anything pink and fluffy. Well, okay. Question though, I don't want to derail the conversation, but if Utena characters were Animal Crossing villagers. <laughs> would they be that is such a good question and i don't know the answer but i feel like see now i wish i had you know played more of the animal crossing games i feel like i have seen something where somebody made a picture of a bunch of animal crossing villagers utani characters but all I can find when I search on the internet is where people have made Utena's uniform in Animal Crossing, which Aww. is valuable information. Yeah, that's still what cute. I was looking for. BRB downloading the QR code yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Scanning. But um, yeah, I mean, they would be so cute. I like to think maybe um, hmm, Toga would probably be a, a gazelle. Just because, <laughs> you know, he's, I can he's, see that. he's so graceful and beautiful just from drinking his respecting woman juice that he would just <laughs> flourish Shot as a gazelle. Oh, the feminist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nanami would definitely be a cow, let's be real. She I mean, has to be. There's no other option. No, no other option. That wrote itself into existence. Unless it would be another, uh, an animal that lays eggs. Oh, please. Oh, oh, my goodness. That would I be forgot. Good. <laughs> a platypus. Or some kind of bird. I could see her being like a bird. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sort. Like a I could bird. see her being a bird, too. I'm actually torn between the idea of bird naname and cow naname. Yes. Both are extremely good. <laughs> both are valid. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh. Yeah, I don't know about the other characters, though. Hmm. Hmm. I think of any more, I'll send them on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <sighs> what would Anthe be? See, that's mm-hmm. a good question. Some sort of cat. Yeah. The cats always look. The cats yeah. always look like they have a secret. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would every be- cat in Animal Crossing looks like it has a deep dark secret. <laughs> yes. that's not telling you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely something that looks very mysterious and alluring, but also a little bit dangerous, like cats. <laughs> yes, she would have exactly have, like cats. Yeah, she'd have to have like the glasses, but you can't see her like eyes. Yeah, you can't see her so eyes. She'd be like a purple cat, but she'd <laughs> smile permanent, permanently smiling. Yeah. Uh, that creepy smile. Yeah. Yeah. Utena could probably be like a rabbit or something. Utena would have to be I like. I could definitely see Utena as a rabbit. Yeah, something spunky, something yeah. springy. Well, Maybe they're a the kangaroo. Most, yeah, they're the most like vulnerable villagers, I think. Like they, they, they'll talk to you the most and they're a little ditzy, the bunnies. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but they're tough. They're a little Ditsy is definitely a good word for Utena. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Rewatching yeah. it, I'm just like. Why does she radiate so much dumb bitch energy the first half of the entire anime? It's oh, insane. I love her just so much. An episode about Utena. Just this is, like is Utena this like the herself. third? Is this the third episode in a row where we talked about why is Utena so dumb? Yeah, she's <laughs> so dumb. It's like she. How gets many a- episodes are we going to talk about the dumbness of Utena? She's just so dumb. I and she never gets so better. Much, but she's so dumb. That's just her weak point. To, like To the end, she just never gets better. She has horrible taste in men. She's entirely oblivious. It's just <laughs> it's awful. You've got some you have to have something I love to her combat so her skills. Much, but she's so dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Alice, do you have any other questions? Um, <laughs> let me think. Oh, I do have one. Um, as far as Utena fandom goes, and you could actually make this a little broader if you want to, are there any other fan, like, cosplayers or artists or, like, other creators that you like that you might want to try selling us on at an elevator pitch? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like it would be kind of hard to, like, show you guys something you wouldn't already know about, like, Utena-wise. Oh, yeah. But, um, I, like, some somebody immediately came to my head. There's this cosplayer, and I think her, um, her handle is the same on Twitter as it is on, uh, Instagram. But, uh, I think her name is Alex War, and her handle is Glayish. It's spelled, like, G-L-A-Y-I-S-H. She has the most beautiful Anthe cosplay oh, yeah. I have ever seen Her in my entire is, life. It's godlike. It's <laughs> incredible. Like, the costume's so beautifully constructed. You can tell, like, how much time and effort was put into mm-hmm. it. Her wig is amazing and so, so accurate. Her, I mean, she looks exactly like her. Like, down, down mm-hmm. to the facial features almost. It's yeah. kind of crazy. But she used, like, velvet as well for, like, her dress, too. Yeah. Like, commitment. It, it looks so rich and <laughs> so beautiful. And I have a couple others popping into my mind now as well. But, um, yeah, definitely her. And then another one. Um, I have a mutual on Instagram. Her handle is... I don't know why I keep struggling on that word. Her handle is um, princess.rabbits. She has a really good Utena cosplay as well. Speaking of rabbits... <laughs> oh, Glayish did a cosplay of uh, the guy from Neo Yokio, whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember Jaden Smith's name. character. Yeah, 
the um, Kaz. That was his name. Yes. Kaz from Neo Yokio. <laughs> yeah, she recently showed us like a um cosplay progress thing of the wig and it's it's amazing what she can do with yeah, wigs. Nice. Oh my god, I I have such a huge crush. <laughs> Like cosplay wig, crush. Oh crush. yeah, I'm looking at a picture of uh, this Anthe cosplay with an Utana, and yeah, like they look really good. Oh yeah, this one oh, photo yeah. she has. They, um, I'm looking at her right now actually, and she she cosplays um one of the twins as well. That's kind of cool. Oh, she has a twin. So yeah, her and her twin cosplayed the twins from Utena. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Looking, I can't find it yet, but I know it's there. But yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Mickey is uh, Alice's favorite Utena character. Oh, okay. I love him. Yeah, he's wait. He's is not it, my, uh, wait, is not, he not your favorite anymore? Well, is it I, the clock? I like him. Is it my the time? Was my real favorite's always been Utena. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Fair. Mickey is of the boys. My Mickey is my favorite. Is it the stopwatch okay, that okay. stops you from loving him as much? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yeah, I found the Cozaway cosplay. Oh, yeah, she looks so good. Yeah, just uh... so beautifully constructed. Like, the wigs are incredible. Oh my god, just oh, so, so <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah. Alice, I'm going to post this in the Discord chat so you can see. Oh, good. Because she's also got a uh, movie, Utena. Oh yeah. That's well, speaking on... of, how do you guys feel about the Utena movie? Wow. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, we yeah, have. Right after it's, we I mean, I assume you have, but quite literally, it's a wild ride. Oh my god. You proud of yourself? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to describe it, I don't think, than a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was um I was reading an Ikuhara interview recently, I think. And he was, he was like, just talking about the movie, and he was like, yeah, I think people were pretty surprised that Utena turned into a car, and he just, like, laughs it off nonchalantly, like, it isn't the most absurd thing. <laughs> you know, like, that's just a thing that normal human people say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet people were pretty surprised, haha. Like... <laughs> I, I feel like not. I was more surprised that Wakaba turned into a car right afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, hers <laughs> was cute, though. Yeah. <laughs> she was. She was so cute. But, like, I think that almost surprised me more than just Uzuna turning into a car was when Wakaba <laughs> turned into a car right after. <laughs> it's the all for the last, metaphor. <laughs> the whole last 25 minutes of that movie is just... I don't a understand. It's very much akin to End of Evangelion. I know we keep bringing up Evangelion, but oh um, yeah, no, we've uh, we've mentioned on the show that there are people who refer to the Utena movie as, as End of Utena. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're very, they're very much alike. Both the anime and the movies, like they have a very similar feel to them, and I feel like probably for the same reason they were created as well. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Anno created Evangelion to kind of spite a lot of the fans who were unhappy with how the characters were treated in the anime and how... Yeah, I think Alice and I have talked about this, like, just in private conversations about uh, some of the machinations that went into (laughs) the creation of End of Evangelion. (laughs) And also, I'm pretty sure, like... I'm almost 100% sure that Ikahara and Ano are friends. They are. Yeah, yeah they are. Confirmed. Which, it's so hilarious to me. I love that you. so much. Yeah. yeah. 
Alex was just telling me about that because they were reading um, some interviews. By him. I didn't even know for a while that yeah, Utena think, was um, written by a man. So I was like, Anno oh. did uh, the animation for Uranus and Neptune's transformation sequence yeah. uh, in Sailor Moon. Yeah, that's as, probably like, how they met. To Ikahara. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt oh. it. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love Anno so much and Ikahara as well. I mean,. How could you not love his Sailor Mars cosplay? Oh Come goodness. on. He's beautiful. <laughs> no, they're actually really it's so good. good. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> and he also, I saw a thing recently on uh, Tuxedo Unmasked on Twitter is a really good Twitter account for Sailor Moon stuff. And they posted a picture. Apparently, Ikuhara owns uh, Mamaru's garish green sports coat that I he wears. That. I saw that. <laughs> it's awful i hate it i hate this man and i hate Didn't you want to kill him? everything uh. it's so funny like i was so completely unsurprised when i saw that i was like of course ikahara has this fucking jacket <laughs> Well, didn't he want to, like, kill off Tuxedo Mask? Weren't you telling me that, Alex? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah, he did want to kill off Tuxedo Mask, but he wasn't allowed to. Is is that why he left? Because of creative differences? Like, was that the creative difference? <laughs> I don't know that that was the main thing, but I do know that he did want to do that at first. <laughs> So I think wild. it's because um, it's plausible. I think it's plausible. The, yeah. the Sailor Moon Supers movie was originally his original pitch for the Sailor Moon Supers movie or Super S. I don't know how. Like, there seems to be some contention on how it's supposed to be pronounced. But the Supers <laughs> slash Super S movie was originally supposed to be. And I know I've said previously on the podcast that it was the S movie. I was wrong because I didn't fact check myself. Okay. So apologies to anybody who heard that and was mad that I got it wrong. But uh, the Supers movie was originally supposed to be about Uranus and Neptune. And it was going to involve Neptune being in a deep sleep at the end of the world. And Uranus had to go rescue her. And when they rejected that concept for the Supers movie, Ikahara took that and ended up with sort of the bones of that turning that into Utena. Wow. Wow. You know, I had a feeling it would have been something like that and maybe that's how he got started on the whole like magical girl-esque like genre in general. But that's wow. That's actually kind of amazing. Props to him. <laughs> yeah, I really wish that I wish that some sort of script or at least like a solid story pitch for that still existed so that I could read it because the idea of that is so fascinating to me, especially because Uranus and Neptune are, like, two of my favorite Sailor Moon characters. Oh, But, same. like, just the they very fact great. that that turned into Utena is not surprising and also incredible to me. I mean, if you think about it logically, you can definitely still see some of that there with, like, the whole um, concept of Anthene kind of being under the influence of Akio the entire time, like being constantly manipulated by him and everybody else around her. And then what at the end, she finally wakes up and she's like, oh, I don't have to be doing this shit anymore. Like, <laughs> screw you guys. I'm out. Like, I I'm going to go leave, find my girlfriend. Actually, <laughs> My girlfriend is out there and I'm going to find her. Yes. Yeah. So it really leaves on a positive note. But yeah, so the whole sleep thing and then like, Anthe situation. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see that. I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, I can see it. 
But yeah. <laughs> I had a question and then I totally forgot it. A hundred percent. Oh um, no. <laughs> I'm I'm transmitting um thought waves <laughs> to you right now. Oh, thank you. No problem. <laughs> Oh, um, do either of you, uh, have either of you guys read the manga? Neither of us have. I have the first volume oh, yeah, I did. sitting on my shelf. I did buy you that. For your, yeah. Uh, for Christmas? Day? I, okay, um, if you only read the first manga, the first volume of the manga, you're gonna be disappointed because it's bad. But yeah, I've I've definitely if you're heard. interested. I do recommend actually reading it because it's interesting. It's not as I don't know. Like I struggle with whether or not I think that it's not as good as the series because I think that they're just like two separate things. Oh, but yeah. there's some cool stuff that the manga does in volumes like four and like three and four that's like really i keep wanting to say four and five and i don't know why but three and four are like really solid and interesting it's not as gay as either the series or definitely the movie but like i think it's still worth a shot Mm -hmm. yeah i've heard it's not as gay so that's what I'm it's still sitting on my shelf for but that being That's said why I didn't read it at first like when I first before I started this podcast I hadn't read the manga I'd only seen the series like once through and I heard it wasn't as gay and so I was like well I don't want that but <laughs> then I started doing this podcast and I was like I guess I have to read the manga now <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll definitely read it eventually I'll soak it's, up any Utena content the I can worth get it. Mm-hmm. yeah well aren't there it's um, just it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, um, like, 90s, you know, that retro genre of anime where, like, they actually made the anime before the manga. Yeah. They take the manga and they do something entirely different with Which it. Which is nice, because it's, it's a different thing you can read and you're not expecting the same thing. Yeah. Um, aren't there light novels as well for um, Utena? Am I... I yeah, I that. actually, I haven't read any of the light novels or checked out. They've got some, uh, there are some, like, radio plays that I know that MT Movement has translations for that I actually have, like, a disc that came with uh, a figure that someone bought me as a present. My friend Teresa, who's not listening <sighs> to this, I love you, uh, <laughs> bought me an Utena figure, and it came with a... Uh, a CD that had one of the audio dramas on it, and apparently Empty Movement has the transcript of that in English on their website somewhere. I haven't read it yet, but I probably should at some point. <laughs> oh my oh. god, let us know how it is. Yeah, I like I said, I'll soak up any Utena content I could get my grubby <laughs> little gay hands on. So <laughs> let let me know. Let a dude know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will because I do. I should check those out. I just haven't yet because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. That's th- that's another reason why I haven't gotten to the manga yet is because reading, you know, it's just... <laughs> reading is hard. It's really hard. It's really it's hard. Reading, reading subtitles is tiring. Finding enough. time to read when you're an adult in 2018 is hard. Oh, yeah. When you're an adult who has, like, so many responsibilities and so many things to do in the day. But it's like, somehow we still find time to watch anime. I really feel like... Because well, anime you can watch while you're also doing other things sometimes. Yeah, if you watch a dub, yeah, you can multitask. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I, I generally don't watch dubs. I I don't know why. I just, I like hearing it in its, like, raw Japanese form. I'm not an elitist in any way. I don't <laughs> frown on anybody who watches dubs. But, I mean, for me personally, I like the experience of um, listening to the Japanese actors yeah. more. I like, um, yeah. I like the, the idea of their voices. Yeah, I like the idea of, like, having, like, seeing the show or whatever it is first, like, for me in Japanese, like, the subtitles, and then afterwards, if I want to, like, say, work on cosplay or do anything else, I'll probably, like, I'd put on the dub, just so I can kind of follow along what's going on and not also have to stare at the screen. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, as, as aforementioned, reading is hard, so that's why I <laughs> yes. watch dubs, I have ADHD. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's another good reason. Or if like somebody has dyslexia, dubs is dubs are very like no, they're very good important. for that. But um yeah, sometimes we watch like anime dubs even when we're wa- working on a cosplay. Like we'll put on the anime if it has a dub available and we'll watch it as we're working on the cosplay. I think we did that with um our Mob Psycho 100 cosplays. Yeah. I don't remember if we watched the dub or not. But we we definitely way. watched it while we were going on cosplay. Yeah, way. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, do you, either of you have like a favorite episode from the show? I know we kind of talk broadly about like mm. arcs. Mm-hmm. But do either of you have like a favorite episode? I have a few. Um, oh, obviously, any episode where Jury is a central character. <laughs> um, I love Jury very, very much. Um, but... I also am a big fan of the episode where Utena, like, goes through that thing after losing to Toga, and she's like, okay, well, I can't be a prince now, so now I just have to be a normal girl, and I have to do normal girl things, and Wakaba, like, snaps her out of it real quick and is like, that's not normal for you, you need to get back to doing your princely shtick, because... It's you. It's so good. Alice refers to that as Utena's blue screen of death moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very much a heroic blue screen of death. Like, <laughs> I hate using TV tropes terms, but like it's oh, yes. kind of a perfect example. No, you you I come up with the I best love ones. TV tropes. Oh yeah, a guilty pleasure reading <laughs> oh, <laughs> when you're at work. So hard. Yeah, you talked about liking Jury. Uh, I don't know if you know that recently a new chapter of the manga was published. It's like a... I'm not sure. I don't know where these new chapters fit in the continuity of the Utena manga. I don't think they do. I think they're separate and they sort of like pull from both manga and anime continuity. But mm-hmm. there was a new... Uh, there was a new chapter that had Jury and Shiori in it, and I think our friend Abby, who is also a big Jury fan, wasn't very impressed with the ending of it, but it's got some really good art in it, so I feel like that's probably worth checking out. I'm almost 100% sure that MT Movement has a translation on their website somewhere. <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll definitely have to check it out. I love... I mean, I haven't read the manga, but I love seeing the art from the manga. It's so beautiful. It's so good. Like, honestly, one of the characters that I think suffers the most in the manga is Juri. Because, like, she's just not... it's Like, she's got some of the, she's got some of the, like, characteristics of series Juri. But, like, she doesn't get nearly as much development. And she's definitely 
attracted to Togo, which I don't like. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Strange. Uh-uh. Yeah, like, part of, one of the things, like, one of the things about the manga is that it's a little more traditional shoujo than, say, like, the show is. Oh, yeah. Because, like... Chio Saito, who did the manga, had to answer to, like, editors every time that the manga was going to go, like, because it was published serially in a magazine. So she had a little more that she had to answer to when it came to the creation of her version. Yeah, she she had a lot more constraints. Yeah, she had a lot more restraints, whereas Ikahara was allowed to kind of uh, just, well... Not necessarily allowed so much as he just did stuff and then was like, here, this is the thing I did. Yeah. And they had already paid for it. So, you know, what could they do? Right. But uh, the manga is a little more traditionally shoujo than the series is. And part of that involves Jury being sort of like a a rival character for Utena. And part of that involves affections for toga well what happened to nanami being the rival character in love i don't nanami is not a character in the manga which is also very upsetting for me you see her in a single framed picture on like toga's desk or something but she does not show up at all that's (laughs) awful you know i i really hate whenever i hear stories about like these mangakas having to restrain themselves and like what they actually want to do with their work due to editors and you know like being um so frustrating yeah i mean the creator of jojo's bizarre adventure um hideaki no not hideaki oh my god no (laughs) (laughs) i'm still on my um evangelion train Uh, of thought uh, Um, Yeah, yeah, Hi- yeah, Hirohiko Araki. Um, he wanted to go an entirely different direction oh, for um yeah. one of the parts in his series, and um, you know, like I'll, I'll just briefly explain JoJo's if you don't know. It's like <laughs> it's a very like yeah. secessional thing where like each part is a different JoJo in the family. They're all part of the same family, and each main character in each part is a JoJo. And um, for part six, there's a girl JoJo, and um, Araki Jolene. was yes, yes Jolene. that's Jolene. You guys cosplay. You guys cosplayed Jolene uh, and Foo Fighters. Yes, yep. we do. Uh, yep, we <laughs> sure did. I kind of I forgot, forgot that you saw us. <laughs> Those lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So Jolene is like the part six JoJo. And originally, Araki wanted to create this um character in the jail that the um, part is set in as a female character who is kind of a little crazy, kind of a little creepy, and who falls in love with Jolene. But the editors made him change the gender of the character. So the character's name is Anna Sui. And um, she shows up originally as a, like, girl character. Well, she's like, very feminine very, presenting. Yeah, like, very... I, I mean, if she isn't a girl, he... Yeah, but she, he says she's a, she, he wanted yeah, her to be yeah. a girl. But um, yeah, very feminine. Like the character design was completely different, and she doesn't speak in the frame that she shows up in. But she's a girl character, and then the next time you see Anasui, it's a male character. So mm, pretty like interesting. That. Yeah, it's pretty pretty much the and same thing. They didn't thing. even change it too. Like that's still a, a raw image that people still. It's like. This is the proof we have, you know. This, you know, this is what it was supposed to be. But yeah, girl, Anasui wasn't taken out of the manga, so it's kind of like the editors were shoving it in our face that we didn't get what we deserved. Mm-hmm. 
That's ridiculous. I didn't know about that. I I know. I didn't either. I've watched. I've watched Phantom Blood. I have not seen. <laughs> oh yeah, much. That's the- I have not really seen much past that, but I'm working on it. Yeah, Alice, I don't yeah. think that you've seen any JoJo, have you? I have seen some of the very first arc. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Phantom Blood. That's the one that I have yes. watched. It's a yeah. very different tone from the rest. I have not seen the greatest of all Dio's. I have only seen <laughs> inferior Dio. <laughs> well, there's, there's there a lot. so many Dio's. I there's haven't a gotten lot. to the part where he says, it was me, Dio. Oh, no. <laughs> very early. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't gotten to that part. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably both enjoy it if you were to continue watching it. It's very, I mean, that's the genre that I like. You know, I like like 80s to 90s retro anime. That's like super dramatic for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar to Tenno. It's just like very methodically, actually, because there's yeah. also uh, Alice refers to there's a a scene or a, there's a couple episodes in like the very later arc of Utena where uh, Toga and uh, Seonji are what Alice calls JoJo posing. Oh yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, While they the are. wind on blows the through their jackets. <laughs> Oh, yeah. and on the car, definitely, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the I actually, the only reason I know anything about JoJo is because of a YouTube show called If the Emperor Had a Text-to-Speech Device, um, which stole both the music and um, art of the um, Pillar Men, I think they're called. To oh, really? Use to be characters that we don't have any um, illustrations of. Wow. Oh, my God. That's so a, funny. It was brilliant. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's so funny because JoJo's, like, there's no bounds for Araki in terms of, like, how he presents his male characters. They're entirely flamboyant, just like the Utena men. You know, they're, there's, they're very effeminate in the best way possible, but also still maintaining that rugged like i'm a man like type you know i do manly <laughs> all things all women are queens <laughs> all it's women this are queens. weird flamboyant masculinity that is so unique to anime i feel oh, yeah. yeah yeah i couldn't get away with that here in the west mm-hmm. i mean maybe no. nowadays but it hasn't been done it's, yet uh, you it's still just... have a lot of the times a are a changing but not very much oh, yeah mm-hmm. it's just the strange thing i keep thinking of is um just i've just been thinking in my head like because uh, I hear a lot of people um, just sorry to keep talking about JoJo's but I'll link it back to Utena um, <laughs> uh, just hearing a lot of people uh, say like oh yeah I started like I'm on you know Phantom Blood Phantom Blood's a very it's kind of a hard one to get through um, it starts off I wouldn't say slow but it's a it's a very particular taste that you would have to have and I feel like for me for me to be able to get into it and to keep going was to know like oh this is there's many parts after this where there's these like extremely like odd and like eccentric characters, but I have to get through this first part. The weird yeah, thing Phantom with Phantom Blood is very normy in comparison. Oh yeah, <laughs> but the thing with Utena is just like I didn't even like mean to like start watching it with Alex. Alex started watching it just on their own first, and they were like, "I mean, if you want to watch too, you, you're more than welcome to." And I was just like, "Okay." I really didn't even plan on actually like sitting and watching Utena, like, I was like, maybe I'll watch it on my own in the future, but something about it, I've just, like, I started, like, paying attention to it, and I started, like, listening and watching and, like, trying to, like, converse with you, <laughs> Alex, about what was going on, and, like, it's just weird how it 
it drew me in and I had no clue like what was in store for me then. Well, so it's very theatrical and you're a theater major. Yeah. So that <laughs> you know, that kind not. of Yeah. Yeah, the theatrics it's very nice. But I really didn't expect to like Uten as much as I did or get into it like I did rather because it was one of those things I always knew about and you know the aesthetic oh, tumbler yeah. stuff Same. like that but um you had to actually there watch is it. so much from Utena that is rife for tumbler yeah, aesthetic posts I, uh, oh yes <laughs> I went in blind yeah I didn't expect to, to like it as much as I did I went in blind mm-hmm. oh yeah um you guys probably don't know but when we started this podcast alice had never really seen any of utina and i was just sort of like hey do you want to do a podcast about this really weird anime with me yeah and then she started and she had no idea what she was in for that's so cool no i i started listening to your podcast um before we started recording this one because i just wanted to hear like how the format was and Mm -hmm. all that all that sort of stuff and i really um yeah, I, I really liked hearing what Alice had to say because it was like she was going in fresh. And so it's like the first impression is always the best, in my opinion, because while I'm watching it now for the second time, it's like, oh, I know everything that's going to happen. I'm There's no really s- big surprise waiting for me. Like, I, I know how dark and deep it gets. But like Alice had no idea. So I was listening and I was like, huh. And also she just brought up some really good points in the very beginning, too. Like, just... I don't know. I like the way she, like, analyzed it as well. Yeah, Alice is the smart host, and I'm the dumb host. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. You're both really smart and really good. Okay. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> both good but, girls. Yeah, I always say that Utena is a series that has to be experienced twice. Like, first, you have to watch it just so that you can get kind of your raw reaction for it. And then the second time, you can actually watch it and sort of, like pay attention to all the little bits that are going on and all of the pieces that fit together yes oh my god it's it's crazy while i'm watching it right now and just like seeing the way anthe behaves too because like even whenever you're first watching it you know that anthe's a little cryptic she's a little mysterious but like whenever you watch it the second time it's like oh my god oh my god it's gonna something's gonna happen we have on, like, recording the moment that I realized that something was horribly wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, we really do. We're just boarded <laughs> out. She's a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alice, my God. Alice had a very prescient moment where she goes, Anthe is a witch. And I was like, I can't say anything. Oh, I my God. She feeling. predicted it. Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> That's you see, I didn't even get that far on my first watch. Insane. I knew I knew there was something up with her, but I didn't go that far. And she did well, it. Like, she Alice it. was just, like, making a joke. Like, she was just like, Anthe's a witch. And then it ended up being, oh, Anthe's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you feel, Alice, once you realized mm-hmm. that your premonition was correct? Vindicated and... <laughs> dismayed because when i realized just how correct i was it was terrible (laughs) it's like you were you were half joking half serious and then Mm -hmm. it's like oh well no (laughs) it was the worst actually 
Yeah. Because, like, the last two episodes, I'm just crying on the recording the whole time. Yeah, we, okay, it, 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 I don't know how far you got listening to the, the I podcast. Did, but I didn't get very far. When, when we recorded the finale, I made Alice promise that she wouldn't watch the episodes until we recorded. And so, like, we're both, like, during the finale, like, crying, like, while we're recording. <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch, I mean, listen to those, and I just, I need to see that. I need to hear that. I need, I need to get those raw reactions. It was an experience. (laughs) It was an, it was an emotional experience for sure. (laughs) I'm, I'm not sure if Jill and I, I mean, um, Dreamy and I cried, but we certainly- I cry every time. (laughs) I forgot what my reaction was. I feel like I definitely teared up. I got a little misty-eyed, but more than anything, I was just shook. I definitely, I yeah, was I shook definitely, to the core. The fact that I can still, like, vividly remember everything that happened, I'm like, yeah, I definitely had some kind of reaction. Whatever that reaction was, though, I can't, I can't remember. It's all a blur. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just said no for, like, 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was no. basically the whole I'm episode. Sure, I'm sure it was Like, the last, in- the very last episode. I'm oh, my God. Sh- I'm sure it was something incredulous for me, like, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think like externally I did actually say like no 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 and it got progressively worse and worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just I have to interject. Just that we're talking about you know the final episode, the finale. I just I saw this. There's a Twitter meme, and it's like um like who would stab who when, and like they made one for Utena, yes. and like. And Anthe, at the very bottom, the only one for, would stab as a warning. <laughs> I'm pretty, I feel, I think I posted that on our podcast account because I That's found That's probably where we saw it. <laughs> but yeah, like, Anthe would stab as a warning is literally what happened. <laughs> literally what happened. <laughs> exactly what happened. Like, I think about that every day Your now. second to last episode. I think it's the end of the second to last episode where it happens. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. it's that's emotional. It's heavy. Heavy stuff. But yeah, so um I think we're probably going to wrap up. Uh do you guys have any other like things about Utena that you maybe wanted to bring up that we didn't talk about? It's okay if the answer is no. Um Hmm. I actually did want to talk about one thing. Probably Probably like um, just the the entire the very prevalent theme of gender throughout the entire series is very interesting to me. That's another thing that made yeah. me like hyperfixate on the series as a whole. Same. Yeah, we Same. were um, we're gonna do an episode about Usna and gender sometime in the near future with a friend of ours who is also non-binary and I think that's going to be very good and I can't wait for us to do that but we also talked about it in the recently released episode where we talked about Utena and we talked about like especially like pertaining to Utena and like her gender presentation and the way that it like is a main focus of the series because gender mm-hmm. roles are such a huge part of Utena as a series. Yeah, very much so. I that immediately made me latch onto it. I mean, if you put like very canonically queer 
characters in an anime, I'm automatically gonna latch onto it and hold onto it, like, with my life. But especially yeah, same. if it, like, relates to the trans experience, it's it's very, mm-hmm. you know, hit me right in the Kokoro type <laughs> feeling. It's, it's really good. I really enjoy how um, they handle, like, how Utena works through and how... I mean, even if, like, Utena is canonically a um, cis female, it's still really interesting to see her work through the fact that, like, you know, clothing and the way you wear your hair and the way you behave has nothing to do with your gender identity whatsoever. Like, it's... Yeah, like, the one, the main... One of the main points in Utena is that gender roles are bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Like entirely yeah well, the early you know retro anime just always has oh, done that excels they're, at that yeah they're very good at handling that i don't know what happened it was the, that was in the past it was the, yeah um retro anime like specifically i feel in the 80s well maybe even the 70s through the 90s with rosa versailles is it they do so well at um portraying like gender and um even like even trans characters like who are canonically trans like um i know there's this anime called dirty pear and they handle yep yeah you've seen it (laughs) i've not seen it i've been told about it yeah there's like one of the first episodes there's a trans girl the the original devil man oh yeah yeah i've only seen crybaby but also that yeah also Uh, the original devil man's like really upfront about it and it's very much a part of the of the story. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if that really made it into the English version because it's one of the worst dubs ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I mean, fun it's to watch. It's so I fun highly, to watch. Like I highly recommend it. It's not as good as like ghost stories, but it's definitely. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it really could anything ever be as good as ghost stories? No, they went ham. They did it. They did that. Oh, you know, they did that for us. <laughs> yeah. But, um, they really did. Yeah, I, like anime of the early of the eighties and early nineties, it was kind of a lawless wasteland. <laughs> like you get that. I big, think I now agree. they have to answer to like otaku. Uh-huh. They do, but, oh, they, yeah. but the real like beyond that, like um, by the way, I think it was Super Eyepatch Wolf or Digi Bro that did a video on this. Um, I wish I could find that again. I'll look for it later. About how, like, anime was really different back then, and part of it had to do with the fact that, like, even though VHS was really expensive, people were willing to pay money. Um, that's the age of anime that gave us the OVA, and gave us the, like, really experimental series. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They they really went out there and did that, you know? Because there was a there was a lot of money, and there weren't like there weren't really any set in stone conventions, so you just did whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's not much else I can say to that no. because it's it like even the concepts, like just the way so many um, retro anime are handled with like how deep and how nuanced they are. It's insane, you know, like. The, the original Devilman series, um, the Undertale Evangelion, um, Rosa Versailles, like, all of those, like, the way they handle the concepts are just incredible. And I mean, 
part of the reason why I wanted to become a psych major, I'm currently studying in my last year as a psych major. I'm getting my psych bachelor in the spring. And just seeing this type of media, I I consume it so readily and so openly because it's like I have something that I can analyze from a psychological perspective and see like both where the creator was at the time which even in the 80s and 90s like those creators were struggling they were struggling to get these um things pumped out but they had a vision oh definitely and they they went with it like hardcore not sure i'm not sure how to give up though not sure if you can yeah anime is a a totally different world now (sighs) yeah I mean, there's there's a few good gems out there, but it's it's never going to be the same, I don't think. I mean, maybe. We might get surprised. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all have these, like, golden ages of anime that we can distinctly the, the remember. Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> the anime renaissance. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, retro, you know, 80s and 90s, definitely one of those for me. There's definitely a lot of pining for the bygone days of 80s and 90s anime. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's it's series like Utena and Evangelion that are just so timeless, um, just in how they're presented. Uh, it's just something anyone can easily just kind of jump into. And it's like, you can tell it's a little older, but just in the premise of it all and um, Almost ahead of their time. Yeah, you just, you really, it's really timeless. Like, I always think about this too. Like, you can set either of these stories, there's really no set time period where you, you have to be like, oh, this is this time. I mean, Evangelion's different, but still, I always believe you don't even have to modernize it because it's it's still taking place in a fictional kind of area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something that's just so, like... There's something so enduring about a lot of the, like, stories and themes from shows like that that you can watch them in 2018 and, like, it's still as relevant as it was when it was coming out in the 90s. hmm Yeah. Yep. Like, uh, <laughs> Geo from Empty Movement said that, I think it was Geo, I don't remember which one, but, uh, Geo said that she was gonna do a fake, uh, webpage where Akio was running for president in 2016. <laughs> oh my god. Then, not to get into politics, but then it became too depressing and she stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, yeah, because I mean, yes. the whole the whole premise of a misogynist actually getting into office became too real, oh, no. too real, oh, no. too quick. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we're 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 not gonna harp on that uh, politics in my Utena podcast. <laughs> <laughs> politics about? in my Utena podcast? <laughs> More <laughs> likely than you think. Truly. <laughs> so it goes. But yeah, uh, unless we have other things that we want to talk about, I think that's a good place to end. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So. Alright, uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Utenicast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Alice, where can the people follow you on Twitter? They can follow me at Lyrewolf, L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. And Alex and Dreamy, if you so wish to be found, where can people find you on the internet? Or what would you like to plug? Okay, <laughs> I've got you. I got you. Um, yeah, you can find me as um, at Quaint Child 
you know, just quaint and then child with two underscores after it on Twitter. And then just plain at quaint child on Instagram if you want to check out some of my cosplay stuff. And you can find... Which you should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. You can find me... I'd say if you want to see more of my actual content, um, Instagram's a good place. Um, it's Shy Strails with an S. S-H-Y-S-T-R-A-I-L-S. If you want to see me at my more vulnerable and shit posty, uh, Twitter's good. Um, it's just shy strail without, without the, the S. S. <laughs> so S H Y S T R A I L. Which you can also use that to find Dreamy's Etsy, which we mentioned earlier, which you should check out once it is back up and running. Uh. <laughs> yes please do yeah. we you know um dreamy works really hard on their art and oh, they <laughs> they get so flustered and they get so you know just shy about it as the username would probably ah. indicate but they're really good <laughs> definitely check out their antenna stickers or the animal crossing stickers they have a couple other things up there that are worth checking out but yeah definitely mm. And we are a Patreon-supported podcast. You can find the link to our Patreon pretty much anywhere that we are. And the URL is too long and complicated for me to just, like, spell out for you. But the link is pretty much super easy to find. You could probably just search for us and find it. Uh, And that helps the podcast keep going, even though it will always be free to listen to and free to download. And if you'd like to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imaginemeandutina.tumblr.com, which I will update eventually, I promise. (laughs) And if you would like to come on the show to either talk about, like, your favorite character or just, like, stuff about the show you like, or if you cosplay and you want to talk about your cosplays, you can email us at imagineandutina at gmail.com, or you can send in a DM to our Twitter, which I will also get. And I believe that that is all of our plugs. So thank you, Alex and Dreamy, for coming on tonight, because it has been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having us. Revolutionize the world, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye.